Welcome to The Knicks, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we always do our best to let you know that they are coming. Uh, Real life has intruded on our schedule, so it's been a few weeks, and we have a lot to catch up on, including the premiere of Loki, uh, A Quiet Place 2, and the finales for Pose and Mayor of Easttown. Live. Work. Huggy. <laughs> I hate that. it here. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, a plea to rate and review us on Apple Podcast app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox, or wherever you're able to do such things. He's still um, cracking himself up, you guys. <laughs> Making and little songs over here. Uh, he he doesn't been... get to cut that because he has no one to blame but himself. It's, it's, been a, it's been a week. It's been a year. It's been a week. It's been, definitely been a week in a year. It's been, been almost a month, but yeah. Um, yeah. Because the, uh, my podcast app of choice is the Apple Podcast, and it tells me the last time that we updated, which just feels like a passive-aggressive, why aren't you getting to work I every know. time I look at it? Yeah, this is. we had some technical problems. We had some family visiting. I was sick. There's been just a lot of weird... It's I, all Justin's fault. It's all, yes, exactly. It's all been scheduling, scheduling. And now that we can record in person, we should be more normal, and yet we're less normal. So, uh, anyways, here we go. Yay. Um... All right. Should we talk about Loki? Since I feel like that's the hot topic on everybody's it's minds. The hot goss. The hot goss from a week ago that I'm already like, uh, can I remember it? Uh, you didn't watch it three times? I did. Did you really watch it three times? I did, yes. Nice. Okay. Um, it is Disney Plus. This is, I feel like for anyone who's listening, you kind of probably know what this is about. He is the god of mischief. He is Thor's uh, brother. He last was seen in Endgame Adopted disappearing uh, with the uh, was it the Tesseract? Tesseract? Yeah, the tesser- with the Tesseract. Um, he disappeared into the time stream as a younger version of himself. It also stars Owen Wilson as a weird time bureaucrat with a funny mas- mustache and. Omni Musaku. I'm probably screwing that up, and I apologize. Um, who you probably know from Lovecraft Country, and um, also that excellent movie, His House, that I talked about last year. She is great. Uh, it's so good. Fun that she's cast in this. I hope that this role is more than just a kind of you know one off. Supposed thing. to be okay. Cool. Um, there's only one episode. We're going full spoilers because it's been almost a week. Uh, where were you feeling about Loki uh, excitement-wise, and where did you land on the premiere? Okay, I'm going to start this with my disclaimer that is becoming more and more untrue as the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe becomes the Marvel Television Universe. I am not a Marvel person. I was very excited about this because of WandaVision, uh, because it looked like it was going to be different than the Falcon and the, and the Snow... Not the Falcon and the Snowman. <laughs> Hi! I used to love Timothy Hutton. Uh, <laughs> you're dead to me, Timothy Hutton. Anyway, um, that was, you know, a buddy copy. It was fine. It was the show that I thought it was going to be. It wasn't the show that a lot of other people thought it was going to be. But this appeared to be much more back on the WandaVision tip of this is going to be weird and full of people doing weird things and probably going to set itself up to be a mystery box but not 
but then play with our emotions. And so I was very excited about this. I like Owen Wilson. I like uh, Tom Hiddleston. I There were a few other people that I saw in the ads that now I can't even remember who they were because, uh, you know, obviously Wamney. I was very excited about seeing her because she was so good as Ruby in Lovecraft Country. And since I haven't had my official renewal of Lovecraft Country, this was going to make me happy. They really, they have not officially they renewed it? They haven't officially it? Wow. renewed it. I mean, they've okay. all but officially renewed it. Right. But they, uh, Misha Green is really taking her time to make sure that she has a story she really loves. Good. Which I just, I respect the hell out of. I am sitting on my pins and needles and cannot wait but i'm glad they're doing it right and i'm glad that hbo really gives creators the space to do that i think that's awesome anyway i was very very excited and uh, like like almost i'll watch this at 1201 <laughs> on the really? wednesday morning i was wow. really excited nice so yeah that's that was my experience and i am becoming i think the Marvel TV has really made me a Marvel person. I don't know. I'm not going to see Black Widow. Don't <laughs> don't get it twisted. Even with our A list, which we've reinvigorated, I don't give Scarlett Johansson money. Your free, your free money, your free A list money. I love. <laughs> I love David Harbor. I love Flo Pew. I'm not giving this money movie this movie money. I'm just not doing it. Anyway. We, we did see a preview of, it should be said, of Black Widow before oh our main topic of the week, uh, Quiet Place 2. And, wow, it looks really bad. And yeah. I am a sucker for these movies. Yeah, it looks and terrible. It looks like kind of laughably bad, yeah. I have to say. And I hate that because I don't, it's like I wish that in their few female-led um, Marvel movies that they had made a better movie with a better person. So um, Really? Liked this. Yeah, me too. Um, I I mean, it's early. It's so early. It could go any way. It does feel a little like like greatest hits of many things we've seen before. I mean, I, I felt like WandaVision, I was more immediately compelled by, like, what is happening? What is, you know, what's the mystery here? This, I sort of did feel a little like, okay, this is a little, like, um, you know... I don't know, Quantum Leap, Umbrella Academy, Legion, like it had the bones of a lot of things that I feel like we've been seeing lately. Um, but I really liked all the cast. I thought everything was well made. It will very certainly deepen and tease me with terrible mystery box things that I won't um Yeah, I have two theories that I've gotten from other places, but that I've fallen down a rabbit hole and believe both are true. Oh, do you want to share? Well, we'll we get there when okay. we talk. Let's talk a little right. bit more about um, non-spoilery stuff. What, non-spoiler stuff. What else? I don't, the production design is it's gorgeous. Oh um, my god! The creator or showrunner or whatever has talked about uh, Mad Men being a huge inspiration. You can, see you can that. feel it in a sort of impeccable kind of sixties. Yeah, um, that whole mid-century look is. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. I just I think I'm ready for a little. Like, this was clearly set up. I Like, oh, the, yeah. what the show is going to be each week has clearly not been defined. They, I think at 9.01 we can watch another one. That's in an hour and 20 minutes. Really? I don't think they drop it. I think it's like 12 is local. It? I don't, yeah. It depends on if which feed they're doing. Yeah. Um, I think. I'm I still going to look at 12.01. I mean, yeah. at 9.01 and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I like Hiddleston. Um, I, I like this thing with the timekeepers, another connection to, uh, Lovecraft country that everybody's talking yes. about is Jonathan majors has been cast in the Ant-Man, the next yeah. Ant-Man. And there's yeah. some theory that this will tie into this. And well, the time they, yeah, they think um, that one of the three time Lords that they yeah. show is blue. And so that he looks like yeah. the 
Kang? I, I know. the character that Should I just get geeky? Playing? I'm going to get geeky. geeky. It's definitely, it's, it, that is, the timekeepers are not Kang. Uh, no, I know they're yeah. not in the comics. I understand yeah. that. But yeah. they think, but they're also not drawn like Kang. Yeah. And one of them is drawn like Jonathan Majors. So. Yeah. I, and the. The timekeeper judge yeah. is played by the woman whose the name is Kang's love interest. So they okay. do think that these are going to tie in. I did see a few of those articles saying that they thought Kang was one of the timekeepers. And I'm like, that is definitely not canon. And I think yeah, they're doing something totally Marvel different. Universe doesn't um, play canon like that. I mean... They don't play canon I, like that. I don't think he'd be a timekeeper. The timekeepers are such a specific thing. That's, I, I'm throwing my money in right now. He, okay, Kang I think you're wrong. Not a timekeeper. Okay. I do think he could interact with this because I. This is a good segue. I have been reading uh, on my terrible, uh, you know, comic book. Whatever. Give me. I've been sick. It's still a pandemic. I've been reading uh, Avengers Forever, which somebody tipped me off to. Is the ultimate kind of timekeepers whatever story uh with kang it came out in the i don't know god late 90s um kang is basically in this uh spoilers if you know for avengers forever who knows if they're going to adapt this kang is a um essentially working against the timekeepers and against an older version of himself who's not on the timekeepers but the whole idea is cleaning up wait again was he a timekeeper i don't think i understand the whole idea is cleaning up the mess of time that time travel creates and i think that's clearly what they've set up in this show it seems like that's uh the idea is cleaning up new dimensions and and in the case of loki having to clean up the mess of his own (laughs) time travel and his own multiple dimensions so um, we'll see. It's I will say not a great series. I, I read all twelve issues. They were long. I just was trying to get my timekeeper knowledge. I sure that nerd. that's what it was. You were just trying to get ready for the timekeeper I, knowledge. I, mm-hmm. I, nerd, I was like, who are these timekeepers if they're not Kang? And now I know. Um, okay. First of all, in the comics, all women. So you know, we'll see. Um, so yeah. Okay few spoilers here we're gonna go into crazy theories so it's not really spoilers because i just got them from articles and stuff it's yeah. speculation if you don't want to have speculation you should skip forward probably a minute maybe and we're just you know we'll make some weird noise when we're done anyway <laughs> timing one and timing two and db cooper jumped out of a plane we're going into it okay <laughs> joanna robinson who i know goes super deep and i love her and why aren't we friends joanna but she has a theory that i actually am going whole hog on and she says it's crazy and i don't think it's as crazy as she thinks it is she thinks that there's probably a loki at the time uh authority and the minute she said that i'm like okay so it's owen wilson i think owen wilson is loki uh is another loki okay i know there's ways that that could be a whole i'm going to believe it until it proves not to be true (laughs) um i mean it all kind of depends right on are, are the rules of a multiverse that somebody needs to at least look vaguely like a Loki? But, well, I guess- but they showed him being, they went to the, and this is what's, what Joanna Robinson, and I will give you complete credit, Joanna. I'm going to use your thing and even just call you by your first name because we're going to be friends. Uh, she said they showed him uh, Loki at the very beginning where he can totally turn into Steve Rogers. 
and they showed that for a reason is what she thinks and so probably there's a loki at the time authority and she thinks it's uh, owen wilson now they okay. did also go now my big hole that i saw for that is they did also say that magic doesn't work in the time authority but does that mean he couldn't have assumed owen wilson's skin before he went in or does that mean he wouldn't be able to hold the skin right so it's either super falls apart isn't possible or it's a huge plot hole or they deal with that plot hole and say that he assumed it the skin before he went in or it's completely wrong which is fine i'm totally fine with it being wrong too but i think it's a really interesting way to look at their scenes between them yeah and hear some of owen wilson's lines where he could have been you know talking to this sort of he's he's loki talking to loki to hunt down another loki right this is what it would and then i read an article that went looking at casting and they are pretty sure that the villain loki is female loki i saw some some speculation which i think also sort of tracks because they have been going way over the top and making sure that everybody knows that uh he is gender fluid and non-binary and bisexual and they've been going way making sure that it gets out there in the world so i do think that that makes a lot of sense that's gonna be my multiverse question is if the original time fracture if the if the only time fracture the show is dealing with is him jumping back 2012 yeah then you it it was short of like becoming a trans woman or um like why or it's magic i mean he shapeshifts yeah so i don't you know maybe he shapeshift and that's where they're trying to track him down i mean right i I, I don't don't know yeah i guess a lot of this stuff you can't get to uh you know sniggledy is that a word sniggledy do you about. think they're just all playing with us now about mephisto <laughs> do you think they're just winking every time now what's funny is everybody's like oh he points to that devil in the the, the they go back in time they're in like the, yeah. the church or whatever and the kid points to the and i just thought oh he has horns on his head it's loki, it's loki. that's what i was and everybody thinking. else is like it's the devil it's mephisto and i'm like right. it, it was Loki. Yeah, I, I think here's my bet about Mephisto is that it is going to be important. And well, I think it's going to be Loki playing the devil in some role. Okay. Like I think it's going to be clear some version of Loki is actually Mephisto, which again, not canon. But do we really hey, want to see like a devil really say that? So that's yeah. interesting. And I do think that the Mephisto connection, I think they're playing with it because my guess is it's going to be important in the multiverse of madness. That's yeah. just my, that totally. he will show up there. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be there. Mephisto, not nightmare, even yeah. though they went out of the way to say nightmare a couple of times. As I was well. excited to see um, that the, is it the, the writer of this is also handling the, yes, uh, multiverse movie. Mm-hmm. So with Sam Raimi, that is a good potential. I'm yeah. excited about that. Um, all right. Anything else? Um, the no, clock I think we're is good. cute. Is the clock going to be in it every week? I keep reading about that casting. It's I was like, that's super a big cute, deal. Though, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's make a like a kind of time voice so that we say that our spoilers are over and everybody can come join us back here in the main timeline. <laughs> right. Wow. I just did that and I apologize. Wow. You got a you got a you got a future kid. Yeah. Um, I'm spunky. All right, should we move on to our movie main topic? Oh boy, you sound so excited. Um, a Quiet Place Two. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us anything about, about it? The, it's a sequel. <laughs> Everyone's back. Killian Murphy and his eyes are here. Um, I would like to know what Justin thought about this movie. Okay, so to be fair and do a little table setting, um, 
I was at the beginning of some weird ear infection that has since turned we're gonna into a, blame the a nightmare. It is definitely true. I was definitely not feeling totally like aware of that. I do I like that you're at least not taking it all out on the movie. I'm no. not. I'm, I'm... Um, and I, the movie started. It starts with, and we're gonna go full spoilers because this movie's been out a few weeks. So if you don't want to hear about things that are happening in a quiet place. If you hate John Krasinski, then just move on now. (laughs) Yes. Why um, do you hate John Krasinski? What's the matter with you? I kind of feel like if you're going to see Quiet Place 2, you probably have either seen it or, well, I guess you can't really rent it anymore. You've seen the first one, so you've seen Quiet Place 2. Okay, Uh, spoiler, that's my (laughs) review. Um, And the thing that I hated most about this movie. But it starts very well with a flashback to kind of scenes in the first movie um very tense very well directed scene uh you know john krasinski is back in a flashback but it makes sense it is i'm getting all the like you know like none of the jaws too but i'm getting the aliens right it's like feeling good um and (laughs) um and then it goes on and then killian murphy shows up and you're like okay he's a pretty good actor and he looks a little weird without a beard, and then Justin he looks really weird when he gets a beard. Him, even though um, he'd been in the movie five <laughs> minutes earlier. <laughs> and then it starts to become a little more and more generic, and then it sort of picks up a little bit at the end, and then it ends the exact same way as the first movie. We learn nothing new about the aliens in this, except that they don't like water. Like gremlins. Like, like signs. <laughs> like signs. Like... That's the only thing we learn in this fucking two hours. We didn't learn sequel. that they don't like water. We learned that they, they can't, can't swim. swim. Okay, sure. It's different. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's it's it to me felt like a second episode of a television series. It would probably be much less annoying if it were just a second episode of a television series. This movie ended so abruptly and so on the exact same beat of the first movie that I was. Fanny was laughing and also <laughs> baffled because I was I was in complete utter shock and disbelief. I have no idea why you were so upset. <laughs> I could not believe that was the end of the movie. It's just it sets up a sequel, but in the dullest TV possible way. It was bad writing. It was very well made. I think it's a really sloppily written, mediocre. Uh, movie that would have been fine as a TV show on AMC. Um, your mileage will vary. I'm set, I've set my table stakes. Um, the kids are fantastic in their performances. They are great. Um, beyond that first scene, there's kind of not much here. It's just totally forgettable. It's a forgettable whiff of a movie in my mind. Okay. All right. What'd you think? I think that you, much like Falcon and the snowman winter soldier whatever winter snowman (laughs) in the winter snowman (laughs) falcon the winter snowman (laughs) anyway much like that i think you went to a different movie because what i was expecting was pretty much the exact same movie with a few other twists some wink back to the first movie and then probably leave it open for a sequel because Emily Blunt and John Krasinski like to make money which is fine they do good things with their money they seem like nice people they have cute kids it's fine make your money it was incredibly again 
incredibly well acted. Both of the kids were good, which is very unusual that you have two kids that it's were true. good. I don't understand why we had to keep putting the baby in the coffin. That needed to stop. <laughs> I got the Moses reference. Got it. Water, box. They, they did everything but put up like wave a palm frond around it. But this movie was perfectly enjoyable. It was exactly what I was expecting. It was a little bit bigger, had a little bit more information. Like, you know, people-wise, you saw a little bit of their life before the world. It there, there was nothing spectacular or special about this movie, except for both of the kids are very good and it was very pretty. But I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and then I thoroughly enjoyed that it made you so mad because I was so gobsmacked by what you you were so instantly, completely upset. Just you took like before, like the credit, it, the screen hadn't even gone all the way black, and you were like turning on me, like I had made this movie. <laughs> if this now, if this does not end with. John Cusack showing up with a boombox playing her, you know, radio station with her fucking not crazy cochlear implant. I will be very disappointed. Um, it's I I just am like, didn't didn't you figure this out in the last movie? Like it was like just I don't. Know. I mean, my thing that I didn't understand was they figured it out in the last movie. Why aren't they just going around and shooting these fucking things in the face all la Mars attacks? Yes. I did want to yell. Ah! The whole time, because nobody else is making this connection that this is like Stranger Things and Mars Attacks. You take the Stranger Things monsters and the Mars Attacks solution, and you shoot these fucking things in the face. But whatever, that's a choice they made. I I was sorry that... Bullhorn, there's so many ways to amplify it. I was sorry that Hensu died. (laughs) They should have left him for the next sequel because he's awesome. That was a bit of a waste. Um, But... I mean, it was fine. I'd had moments where, like, when they first show up and they realize that all the people are there making noise on the island, like, my heart lifted a little bit. Except and... I'm going to say No Monster Island, a little bit of a disappointment, felt a little like a company picnic. Like, really? Like, that's No Monster Island. Like, that's what's going down? Like... What is No Monster Island? Where the monsters can't swim. Okay, I know, but, like, it's not like some... Okay, that's just a thing you made up in your head. Yes. I thought it was actually, like, some... Okay. Feel better. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I just... I felt like it was... I, the the style of it and my own love of the genre... It had like, wonderful, actual more. tense moments when that kid takes the baby into the furnace and you realize... I mean, you knew it was going to happen because they telegraphed it so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that when he goes in and he locks him and the baby in there, yeah. that you cared enough about that kid. You don't care about the Moses baby. I don't care. Let the fucking <laughs> thing die. Sorry, that was awful. Don't at me. But he was it was well enough acted that you did he managed to yeah. make it tense and even though you knew it was coming there were good scenes you were happy when mom came in and realized oh my stupid kid locked himself in the furnace with the other kid right which we shouldn't have even had because it's a pandemic and we could have broken into the pharmacy and gotten plan b so why did you even have that stupid kid i'd also like her to be less of just like mom like I don't know. They're just. I know she had her awesome mom moment in the blunt in the first movie where she blew the thing up. Yeah, yeah. But this the movie kid got was, to have it this time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it just was. It was disappointing. I think it's what I'll say. Why uh, I still? I'm going back to why they have that baby. 
<laughs> Good question. I know it's the first movie, but they have shown that they can find all the shit in the pharmacies. You're in the middle of a world where nothing can make noise and the world is coming to an end. I don't care about new life and all that. Why do you... Why? Yeah. I mean, I know that I am on record for saying I don't want to survive any frigging apocalypse. You I'm definitely going out in the first round. <laughs> but you know you're not going to be able to get good drugs when you have this baby. And the very first thing that you make a baby do to make sure it's alive is make it cry. Yep. You're, you're going to give birth underneath a, a waterfall? No. Also, I need to give you a shout out for the best... Uh, takedown of this movie in one line, which was, how does um, the the deaf character know she's making noise or not? Yes. Um, huge flaw. This movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm deaf. I'm not magically silent. <laughs> yeah, and, and moving a lot of creaky ass doors. And I'm guessing that actually. A deaf person, exactly creaky ass. A deaf person is probably actually louder in a silent world yeah. than it's. It doesn't mean they're super person. powered. No, <laughs> exactly, and that's what I think. I was five minutes in, and yeah. it does bother me, but I still really like the movie. Yeah, <sighs> a quiet place. Sorry. Um, all right. Wow. Um, He's singing. Now. <laughs> it was a sad. I sad would still song. have dinner with Krasinski and Blunt. This should be. There should be a, a quiet place ballad for the third movie. I would really like a song sung by like back in the when it was Ben with Michael Jackson oh in the seventies. Like we need a quiet place. Like didn't like, somebody? Wasn't there also a Willard? I think there's. Yeah, song? we need yeah. to bring back the horror movie ballad. Like the sensitive. Like. You know, I don't know. I guess the monsters would have to have their own little story for that. But um, Krasinski and Blunt are an incredibly attractive couple. They are. Just get them into Fantastic Four already. And yeah, I would watch on. that. So apparently rumors. I'm a Marvel person now. <laughs> that's apparently a thing I do. Um, all right. Should we talk about, um, although that's a good point. Everyone's talking about a Fantastic Four movie. Maybe that should be a show. Like a fun, family-friendly, like, Marvel show. Like The Incredibles? Yeah, but which wasn't a show. Like I know be, they just yeah. did the pose in right, one division. Right, um, that would work. Um, all right, should we talk a little bit about uh, shows we both watched? Nah. Things we both watched. Nah. <laughs> Wanted to see what you like. Say. What are we doing here? I mean, both of these now seem so long ago that I'm whatever. Like, okay. We're going to talk about them. Uh, Maryvie's Town finale. It's not my fault. You didn't want to record for three damn weeks. I know. <laughs> uh, Maryvie's Town finale. It was great. I it loved it. So great. Um, it, oh. it it played all the way through it being Julian. mostly a truly character driven murder <gasps> mystery. It also kind of surprised me, and I didn't really see that coming. Nice. The ending. So um, there were a couple of tr- couple of truly extraordinary scenes between uh, Kate Winslet and Julianne Nicholson, which oh, just yeah. just got me a couple of really good Gene Smart scenes as oh, well. Gene just, Smart is so good. There right? is a scene in a restaurant where she. They had me in tears yeah. where she talks to, to Mare and Jean Smart. She had me bad. So good. And so many shows where they set up so many potential like uh, suspects. Yeah. You can feel a little let down when it's yeah. not the ones you thought it was. And yeah. this one didn't make yep. me mad, which is a, a tribute to the character writing, I yeah. think. And I think um, I wrote to you and I said it's either... The person that they got, you know, the the brother, right? Um, or it's Julia Nichols and right. I Nicholson, and I still sort of stand by right Julia Nicholson knew, <laughs> right? And yeah. uh, and yeah. so she was still covering, yeah. and um, yeah. 
Good show, though. Yeah. I, I don't know that I want to see a second season. I oh, really no, I don't, don't at all. I, mean, I know that they've sort of been, like, dancing around I mean, it, and I'm like, just don't. I'm not going to lie. I will watch it. Yeah. Um, But I just thought... I mean, I guess you could do a totally unrelated of her getting her beat back as, like, a cop. Yeah. I would watch that. And yeah. Just kind of and I, I loved... I mean, all of the storylines, now that now that we're back in this for a minute, just, yes, there were the two truly wonderful scenes uh, in the car when Nicholson said, you know, it, it's Ryan, it's Ryan, and right, this, right. this yeah. stop being a cop and be my friend, the scene where he runs back and says, Mare's coming, Mom, uh, it was yeah, really good. just amazing. And then when she realizes that she has to go, rec- Mare realizes she has to go reconcile with her friend because that's important, and yeah. their scene in the kitchen was... Amazing. So good. Uh, and also that creeps that you thought did it are still fucking creeps. Yeah. Like it didn't let people off the hook. Yeah. Like there was a lot of, com- like it was almost the opposite of it takes a village. Like it sort of takes that- a village to like fuck people up and cover up around it. I mean, it um, sucks that the dad was going to make the uncle take the fall for his kid terrible. instead of like, Awful. I will take the fall for my kid, Awful. which is eventually what he gets to. Yeah. I mean, what a crappy thing to say. Your life is crappy. So oh, the you father know. is yeah, awful. What an awful, awful. guy. Um, I, I loved the way they they were they dealt with the Guy Pierce stuff, yeah. and that by the wedding you were happy for the new couple, yeah. and the 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 daughter doing her six feet under pull away was really, really touching. Yeah. And I just I I will go back in a year when I've forgotten some of it and watch this again. The performances were so unbelievably good, really good. And while you're at it, go on YouTube and look up uh, McKinnon's SNL take as um, oh, so fun. Uh, <laughs> you murdered my dear. <laughs> go watch it. It's totally funny. It's totally. really wonderful. A lot of fun. Um, Shadow and Bone. I finished it. I finished the book. You finished Shadow and Bone without watching it with who? I know, I know. I promised that I would continue to watch this. Uh huh. You know, so it is testament to the fact that. And who that also I, told you that you shouldn't be doing that at the time? It's testament to the fact that I wanted to keep watching. No, it's um, not. It's testament to the fact that you were bored and didn't listen to me or your husband who said, don't do that without Fanny. You're busted. Um, he loves me. It is. I, I it, it it is cemented having now finished the book my original the first book or all three the first book I mean it halfway through the second book because there was a very substantial preview on my uh, oh, yeah, Kindle yeah, yeah. Um, I was like is this preview going to end they're really like getting me far into the second book I wish before you um, read the next two I yeah. really wish you'd read Six Six of Crows. yeah I I don't know that the Grisha verse is for me yeah that's I, I why it's so yeah. much. Six of Crows is so much not about the Grishaverse. Yeah. It's way more heist and character driven. Yeah. And I wish I wish you to just try it. Yeah. I'll, I might try it. Yeah. Um, sample it. Because it is so well written. And yeah. the way that she describes choreography of people. Yeah. I, I wish you'd try it. I know yeah. that they're not your favorite, you know, the cool you know sexy people but i think part of that's the tv version of it because it's just tells you kind of the nuances or shaves them off or something and i think Um, shadow and bone it doesn't shave off their ages they are young in fact they're younger no i mean their nuances as far as character oh totally like like, totally yeah and i think it's funny having read the book now and watched that first season of shadow and bone it is it's a good story, but the story also feels kind of rushed through in a way, and the show sort of also rushes through it. Right. 
and you're just sort of like, ah, I like this. There's like stuff to explore in this world, but just like take a little more time in each part of the adventure. It's like, I remember when we were watching halfway through and I know this is not part of the book, but where she finally meets up with the six of crows team. Right. And I was like, but then they just like lose her right away. Right. And it's like, well, yeah. Cause it needed to get to like some plot point at the end of like where right. the book is. Um, but at the same time, it's all like, I just want to breathe with these characters a little bit. There's not Absolutely. a lot of breathing with the characters, yeah. I would say, in either the book, but especially not the show. Right. And I think um, there's much more space to breathe with the characters in Six of Crows. Yeah. I knew Shadow and Bone was the place for you to start because yeah. you are need to understand the way world. too neurotic to live in the vague. <laughs> so you needed the world building and yeah. a little bit of the history. Yeah. Um, I strongly encourage yeah. you to try Six of Crows. I, I got, really do. I got very far in the second book where... They, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there are more um, amplifiers, and yeah. again, I was like, they're rushing through this stuff. How am I already through this? Right. Um, so, anyways, yeah, we'll see. I will, I will try six grows. Um, what else you got? What have you been watching? Uh, I watched all of uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I've gotten to the finale. They finished it. This How is many episodes. Such... Is it ten? I okay. think. Anyway, really liked it. It's so fun and such a. It's such a nice throwback to the movies and you know it's enough there's enough in it that's original that it's fun but also tons of callbacks there's an there's an episode where the original team minus joshua jackson and not and i read an article that says that he was just busy he's he's still a duck and he still loves everybody and they're hoping to get him in next season but he just couldn't show up this time i mean he is a new dad we'll give him a break is he Um, in the original yes he's the star i didn't even know that yeah he's charlie banks man that's funny um so anyway, I encourage you if you have children, if you like hockey, if if you want to see Emilio Estevez looking exactly like his father in a really heartwarming way and eating stale cake, just this is super fun. Watch it with your kids. I watched it with my with my niece Clara over the weekend, the first episode, and it, that even made it better. So nice. this is great. Um, Speaking of things not nearly as uplifting, The Shy uh, the is back for season four. Um, I think four episodes have dropped. Um, it's getting soapy. These kids are all growing up. They are still very good actors. This is a fine show. It's just soap opera. Yeah. It's a fine show. I watched um, Drag Kids, which is a documentary on that. Hulu about four children who do drag. Um and they all get together at a pride performance to do a performance together. This is really interesting. It's somewhat, you know, it's it's happy, uplifting, you know, supportive parents with their drag kids. Uh, one of the kids is a girl and trying to say, look, drag is for everybody, which I really enjoyed. And um, some, of, some of the kids are less pleasant than the other ones. And that's interesting to kind of reconcile and deal with when trying to be an ally and trying to be supportive and to realize, oh, I, I'm not sure I like this kid all the time. And right. I wish he would just let the other kids have some space, especially since, you know, he's not practicing. So he's not as good as the other kids, right. you know. Um, but they all belong to houses. And the fact that they have such support is really neat. Um, if, you're, sweet. if you're missing Pose, watch Drag Kids. Nice. It's on Hulu. It's totally worth it. Um, now's the part where you're going to get mad um, because on Disney Plus um, is an animated show. <laughs> he made the noise. There it was. That was, that was for you, Mitch and Layla, um, called Owl House, which is about a normal kid who gets pulled into a magical 
realm and has to go to magical school and Wendy Malick plays her uh, sort of she's the protege of okay. Wendy Malick and she's you know had this normal life and now she's in this magical world and then there's like intrigue and you know it's very Disney in that it's you know sort of not the most interesting animation and you right. know, plots that you've seen before really fun really good the the mythos gets deeper as it goes nice. along. Enjoyed, enjoyed. Is it pitched at all towards adults, or is this one really pitched directly at kids? I can't tell. Okay. I mean, because I don't. Yeah, I think it's basically pitched towards kids. Right. Try it and let me yeah, know. You cool. may not be into it, but try it. It's it's worth I it. I love owls. So. Um. Also, yes. <laughs> also on um, HBO. It's it's very um the few episodes of the one with Grunkle Stan. It's, it's yeah, very Gravity right. Falls, that, yeah. that sort okay. of, um, but it's good. Right. Uh, also on HBO is a movie that I had been wanted to watch since it was 1999 at the beginning of the pandemic with uh, Kajillionaire with Richard Jenkins. Uh, Jinx. Jenkins? What's his Jen- last name? Jenkins? Jinx. I think it's just Jinx. Okay. Richard Jenks. Um, and Deborah Winger and Evan Rachel Wood and Gina Rodriguez, who is amazing. And you would know that if you watched Jenkins. Not Richard Virgin. Jenkins from uh, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? No. Okay. Who's- Jinx from. Uh, that That's his last name is not Jenkins. You what are thinking that? of Richard uh, Grant. You're thinking yeah. of, of Grant. Uh, Richard Jenkins Jinx is. is from Shape of Water okay. and Six Feet Under. Right. And yeah. Um, Reminder, this podcast was originally going to be called Who Dat? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be called Justin Doesn't Remember Who Anybody Is and Fanny Knows Way Too Much About These People and Who They Fucked. But that was too long and already taken. No, it wasn't. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, this is about a fam, a mother and a a father who raised a kid to kind of be just sort of small town, super small town hustler. And then they come in contact with Gina uh, Rodriguez, who, if you watch Shane the Virgin, you would know is truly extraordinary, and she is truly extraordinary. And it changes their dynamic. And sort of a comedy, sort of a drama. Um, I think it's Miranda July. It I think is. It's a, and She's such a weirdo. I really need you to watch this movie. Yeah. And I yeah. need people who listen to this who don't write us to watch this movie because... I liked it. It was super not what I was expecting it to be, and I need somebody to talk to me about what it actually was and right. what their thoughts on it were. I feel like the one movie I've seen from her is the You, Me, and Everybody We Know, which is very odd and very uncomfortable and very anti-pacing. There's almost yeah. like a mm-hmm. there's like a resistance to normal pacing yes. that you can tell is deliberate. Yes. Um, and it's not just like in a quirky indie way. It's in a truly like, wow, this is your thing way. Yeah. That you sort of respect, but it's very hard to latch into. Right. So I'm curious. I will I will definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not putting it down. Yeah. I just really need somebody to talk yeah. to me about it. It's yeah. free on HBO if you have HBO. So watch it and please yeah. talk to me about this, this uh, movie. Former uh, host, guest, uh, um, 
Sebastian Jean-Cou, who talked to us um, about French films and lots of things. He had recommended that movie to us. So Okay, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see Sebastian being into yeah. to this type of pacing. Yep. And Sebastian, you should watch Kajillionaire and write me and tell me what you think, because cool. I need somebody to talk to me about this. And nice. we know you're one of the listeners, so listen to me. <laughs> and I know I'm talking too fast, so I'll slow it down and ask you in slow English, where I'm not slurring my words, to please watch Kajillionaire and talk to me. Anyway, uh, a movie that you don't need to watch and talk to me about because it's just trashy and a whole lot of fun is on Hulu. It is a documentary. It is called The Housewife and the Hustler. Those of you in the real housewives world know that on election day, Erica Jane announced that she was divorcing Tom G- uh, Giardi. I think Giardi. Yeah. Who is like the super, like he was Aaron Brockovich's lawyer and he's like, you know, a kajillionaire and, and they had two planes and she has a she, she has a song about it's expensive to be me do not listen to her music her music is really really bad you guys. richard jinx i don't know yeah no <laughs> so tom girardi and erica jane are getting a divorce which was like you know she's quite a bit younger and blah blah blah, 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 blah. anyway this goes into the fact that tom girardi and erica jane are pieces of shit and why they are pieces of shit and basically he took all of his client's money and and screwed them all over and um even though he was like fighting for good things he the the he sued pg&e for the guy that the blew up right and 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 his girlfriend died and all that they talked to that guy because that guy didn't get any money right <laughs> or very little money and he anyway and how what did erica jane know and when did she know it if you're like real housewives if you like true crime if you like hating rich lawyers who have planes while their clients so suffer a documentary about real housewives people well one real okay. housewife who is married to tom giardi okay who's the lawyer so it's and not a real housewives production this is no, no andy cohen bravo no, okay no no so the housewife and the hustler good juicy goss good. hot goss the documentary <laughs> Uh, I also watched on Amazon Prime uh, adaptation of Lauren Oliver's Panic, which is basically about this small town that it's hard to get out of so that the way that the seniors get out of it is they participate in a contest that you can give $50,000 for if you win, put on all by all the other seniors where you do increasingly scary dares. Is this a fictional yeah, thing? It's fictional. Okay. Um, basically. I watched like two episodes of this and I'm going to admit that I'll probably watch the rest of it. This is not a good show. What's it on? It's on um, Amazon Prime. Okay. I said that at the beginning. I might have said it fast. Um, it's... It's a drama? Yeah. Okay. And it, you know, is, and is it's basically... Stuff? It's like... Yeah, it's like CW. Okay. No, it's like, you know... But it's drop old, off this with heavy... old people. No, it's kids. Okay. Oh, seniors okay. in high school. Ah, the only seniors, way to get out is seniors. to be... Okay. Yeah. Is to... And... So friends are in this thing and love and people in, without shirts jump in. Play. It's, oh, yeah. That's bad. Uh, Jack Nicholson's son is in this. Okay. Jack Nicholson's son. You heard me. Yes. Jack yeah. Nicholson has a son. He's in it. He must be older than high school age. I mean, they're all in their 20s. Okay. But this Nicholson is, he's not terribly old. Ew, I don't want to think about do the math there. Anyways. Yeah. No, you don't want to. We don't think. <laughs> don't think too hard about how young the person was that yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. Anyway, he's in. Whatever. I'm panicking. Yeah, don't panic. <laughs> um, I also watched, okay, on Showtime, there are two seasons of this now. They have a show called Couples Therapy. It is a reality show, but it's not like trashy in that way. So it's kind of more documentary of a therapist who actually has clients that let them record 
her therapist with right. I think it's three couples in God, the first season. Yeah, I don't know why you do this because <laughs> some of these people don't come out real good. No, it's but like... it is fascinating. Yeah, I super recommend couples therapy. Not a, in a think of it as a documentary. Don't think of it as a reality right. show. It is fascinating and you're definitely like and then you see her with her like advisor therapist type person you know because therapists have to have therapists yeah and it's fascinating you should super watch it uh showtime couples therapy man it's yeah i mean i'm surprised it took us this long to get there it's like between like my evil cat and whatever like (laughs) it's just like this is like why didn't we start with the couples therapy and then go to my evil cat so this just to me seems like the timeline correcting itself (laughs) Fair. Um, Hulu, Natalie Morales, I watched Your Plan B. This is a fine movie. I'm still sad that we live in a world where we have now three movies about road trips because of the inaccessibility of any sort of women's health care, let alone around our reproductive health. Um, It's fine. It's sweet. It's cute. Nothing to run out about. Okay. It's worth watching. Yeah. Okay. But so I almost is, started the yeah, other day. So but... is Unpregnant. Yeah. Um, so is Always Maybe Never or something. It's, right. I support it. It starts slow. Okay. And it starts, give it 20 minutes. Okay. If you're not in after 20 minutes, don't be in. But it starts out a little like, okay, this mm, feels very. Nose or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just very yeah. pedestrian and what you're expecting. And right. I kind of expected a little bit more. It gets there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the two leads are very good and they have good chemistry and they're sweet friends. And uh, I did, I, by the end, I was touched and, and it was worth it. But it, I wanted more from the get. Right. And uh, I'm happy for Natalie Morales. I'm very sorry She's that her fun. cat passed away. Uh, her cat that sat on her lap while she edited this movie oh. uh, passed away. And I'm, I'm very sorry, Natalie Morales. And I liked your movie. And I can see that you're only going to get better. On HBO, we're both going to talk about this now. I watched all of Hacks. I think you watched half, half of Hacks. I've only seen two episodes. Oh, I thought you got to five, just because that's where it seemed like. No, that wasn't me. Oh, I don't know. Mystery watchers. Uh, Um, My parents hmm. probably. (laughs) Guess it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still logged in on Tahoe, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, good to know. We can log you out at any time. I don't care. It's fine. There's not um, anything they can buy. I did now at least convince them to watch on our account and not oh, yours, which maybe? is probably why that was confusing oh, everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, who knows? Anyways, I'm happy matter. to cut that out. Hacks. I don't. I've only seen two episodes. I think I said on an earlier episode, I did not really care for the show. Everybody seemed to love it. I mostly, I adore Gene Smart. I think a show about comedy has, it's so tough because it's either got to be really funny or really smart about why things are not funny. I'm interested to know now that you only watched two and you formed your This is a Garbage Fire. I don't think... Okay, here's my extremely hot take on Hacks. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I think if I only watched the first two, I might also think it was a garbage fire. Nobody's interested. I think that... Your reaction is probably from, I wanted this to be so much more so I hated it. Yeah. Which is fine. I've been there. I'm not telling you not to feel your feelings. Um, I do think if you get a couple more, it does take a little bit. The relationship between the two of them and what they decide to do with her comedy becomes a lot more interesting. Okay. Her interactions with her daughter and the casino owner. Yeah. And uh, become a lot. There's, There's more there. 
So it's funny. I don't know if you knew this, but it's um, all created and written by Paul Downs and his wife and or his partner and another friend of theirs. And they were huge Broad City people. Okay. And I was like, oh, he was my least favorite part of Broad City, the agent. Oh. Um, and every time they cut to that agent stuff, I'm just yeah. like. I don't care about the agent stuff. Yeah. That becomes super. Okay. It comes back toward the end. Yeah. But his character and the, the, the. That, yeah. that really takes a back seat. It reminds me of like um, Silicon Valley or something. A show that I'm just like. I get it. I see what you're doing here. I just don't. I think you might yeah. become a little bit more interested in a couple yeah. more se- in a couple more episodes. Okay. The interaction between Gene Smart and I cannot think of the other. Lorraine Newman's daughter. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Is good. And, Which I only know because Dave told me. They get a little deeper into them. The. Uh, the woman that plays her daughter that becomes more interesting as well and that the relationships between specifically those three women are become way more interesting and do i think this is the best thing since sliced fucking bread and oh my god you know amazing no do i think that gene smart deserves that and am i glad that she's getting it sure why didn't she do this for i mean i don't know a lot of people did but Watchmen and Mayor of Easttown and fucking year. designing women yeah. people. Yeah. Jean Smart has always deserved this. Yeah. And I'm glad she's getting it. And I could see that this could go other places. Right. It's fine. Nice. That's my hot take on Hanks. Nice. I think that is all I can remember that I did in the three weeks since you last let us record. <laughs> I'm totally making it his fault, you guys. So I, you know, would complain about Hacks being like, um, you know, there's just too much good TV and movies to watch. So I don't have time for that. Uh-huh. Except I watched The Conjuring 3 <laughs> on HBO. Without Max. me. Again. Um, the devil made me do it, or as I like to call it, the devil made me watch it. Um, this is not good. It's, and not, it's not good in a very boring fucking way. It's like, I, if we had seen this in the theaters, we would have been like... Oh my god, really? Like, I mean, you're, you're, I did you a favor by not seeing this with oh, you because I would have sure. sighed and complained. And we re upped our, our A list. Like, yeah, there was something uh, else I could have done. I don't, the, the exorcist thing is something about it leans extra hard into like the Catholicness and the religiousness of that franchise, which is like the ickiest part of that franchise. And uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are like front and center. It's, they're so boring. I just, it seems to be really like, kind of like, family like good family christian love is like saves the day there's like kind of an icky subtext to like these movies as they go on that i don't like um also when are we gonna just get like somebody who's like wow the secret power to stop the devil thing is uh atheism <laughs> like i'm waiting right, for that i don't movie. believe in the devil so he can't bother me <laughs> right or like this is maybe just like a fucking monster but has nothing to do with like god and christianity um i don't yeah, know but how does that save you if it's still a monster i like the idea that i don't believe in it because i'm an atheist and this is bullshit right so it either can't touch me or it doesn't actually exist and you're all fucking crazy there need to be better exorcism it just they always play out exactly the same way you think they're going to and this one does there's no it's just not scary the cracky bone i'm a cracky bone devil person you're just like i don't want to do this anymore cracky bones got it it's mephisto Uh, yeah it's so bland and there's really no good scares that was funny 
It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Get, get it? Because Mephisto's everywhere and he's the big bad because of Marvel. And I'm, I'm funny. Oh, he's doing it. He's the... Yeah, it's Mephisto right. that's okay. doing it. Got it. I don't even have anything more to say about this. Don't even, don't watch it. Um, I finished Pose. Go read a head full of ghosts instead. Ah, so much better. Um, I finished Pose. Um, this series, uh, so special. Um, I cannot wait for you to finish it at some point. It, oh, well. Uh, started rough in the season. The first couple episodes were real bad, and I was wondering, oh God, is this going to make me sad? And they it did. T- totally <laughs> turned it around. Um, they really dealt kind of with each character by episode and all these stories. One of the things I want to talk about that I loved about the show is that it saw equal value in. Um, you know, some of these people becoming crazy, high-powered business entrepreneurs and other people just like being like, I'm getting my teacher credential and like the bond between them and like seeing value in each other and that part of sort of acceptance and validation varies so much from person to person and not just like, not everybody has to sort of end up being like a glamorous bride or whatever. The show, I think really- And the success that you have for yourself is the success. The dreams that you have are right. just as valid no matter who you are and what your dreams are. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be beauty. It doesn't have to be... Which they tie into really smartly in the last couple episodes, it's like nice. what the balls are about, right? Because they do like, you know, you're a princess or it's just like, you're the secret. it's secretary walk or right. whatever. And it's very smart about tying it together in a way that I found really moving i cried a lot billy porter sings a lot in the back half of the season um get your get your uh cry on and watch some pose it is so good and i really liked watching these actors get better as the show went on like we made so much fun of their acting in the beginning i mean we observed their bad acting in the beginning and just to see them kind of really grow into their roles and get that sort of experience is wonderful and they're all moving on to more interesting things and what a great show um, High on the Hog. Did you watch any of this? It is Netflix's uh, four-part uh, documentary series about the history of African-American cooking in, in the U.S. and sort of how it sort of was affected by slavery and how it sort of affected American cuisine going forward. It is based on a book by a food historian named Jessica B. Harris. Uh, the host is Stephen Satterfield, who I don't know. He's a chef of some point. I think this guy's going to be like kind of a big star. He's a little bit like kind of like a little bit of a slick guy. Yeah. And he does a lot of like, oh, the, how is this making you feel? I can almost imagine. Like he's got this sort of recitation when he talks about food that's slightly annoying, but also like I was there for it. He's also kind of cute. That helps. Um, it, I loved this. The first episode f- basically follows the slave route in uh, Benin, a country in Africa, which I have to admit I did not know much about and it was where a lot of the sort of slave ports were coming from and it he follows basically the food routes and the kind of different foods that people would have made and then he at the end of course gets to the port where slaves were shipped off and kind of really just like sits for a moment in like what that feeling was and what the food kind of memories might have been around all of it um so it does that it is a uh a really interesting episode about uh, Philadelphia and basically uh, these chefs that are totally unsung that are African-American chefs who are cooking for like Jefferson and like sort of our, you know, our founding fathers and have no name recognition except for the, you know, footnotes in history books. Uh, there's another episode about Texas barbecue and that whole history. I loved it. I want I was like, why are there only, f-? again, I had a little bit of a quiet place too. I was like, what? 
there's four why are there four episodes of this like you could do like like gazillion seasons on all the different pockets of african-american cooking and how it would have influenced uh american cooking and just how it has you know diverted i i love this topic um i don't normally love food shows because it's often so just like top chef like look what they made is it does it look delicious this is much more about the history um if you have a history kind of food thing check it out (laughs) Uh, Adventure Time, Distant Lands dropped on HBO Max there. Oh, High on the Hog is on Netflix. I don't know if I said that. Uh, Adventure Time, Distant Lands dropped um, their Finn and Jake episode. This is their second to last uh, little TV movie that they're doing. Uh, It is truly just up to snuff of weird and wonderful and sad and basically deals with uh, Finn going to the land of the dead and trying to find Jake because he was so um, adamant that Jake would never leave him in death and that they would find figure out a way to find each other in death. It is a lot of cryy like a boy and his dog. Um, That sounds uplifting. Yeah, but it's also it is uplifting. It's sort of also about accepting death and change and all the good adventure time stuff. I love that show. It's a masterpiece. And the final episode, I love that this is the final one that they're dropping, is about Peppermint Butler, um, the little piece of peppermint candy who is the uh, butler to uh, Princess Bubblegum, who may or may not be a Satanist and who does like black magic. And that's the final episode of Adventure Time that they're saving is going to be an hour-long movie about the Satanic Adventures of Peppermint Butler. Um, This show. So the butler is a Satan worshiper or the peppermint is a bump? The, the, the butler is a peppermint oh, and also a Satanist. All right. And the final hour of Adventure Time is going to be devoted. I am understanding. I thought the peppermint had a butler. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah. He is peppermint butler and he gotcha. wears a funny little like thing and he talks like this. And it's, uh, gotcha. yeah, it's something. Um, also, man, pottery freaking throw down. <laughs> so Fanny talked about this ages ago and it shows a lot that I just don't even remember it because I'm sure I was like, ah, pottery throw down, whatever. Okay. Reality TV junkies, Dave and, uh, our friends have been talking about this like nonstop on Facebook. At one point, Dave said, there's so much respect for the material. And I scoffed and nearly like, you know, <laughs> threw him out of the house for, Caring that much about pottery, and every time you put it on, I rolled my eyes. I, I want to go back to the point that this was also my childhood. So, reality <laughs> TV, Fanny doesn't know what she's talking. I, pottery I, is literally my mother was a potter. So, yeah. And going back to food TV, like Top Chef, right. I look at food and I go, I guess that looks good, but I can't taste it. So, who the fuck cares? I'm not going to lick some fucking pottery. So, my only. Basically, my only judgment of it is how it looks and also the history of it, which I find super fascinating. You guys, I am starting, I'm halfway through season three, and I've been watching while Dave, my husband's gone, and I've watched probably five episodes a day while Hmm? I was sick. And I can't stop. And every time a Raku episode comes on, I get all excited. And, um... Yeah, the show is delightful. And I just found out that next, the final, I don't know if it's the final season, but next season, uh, the crazy nun from Dairy Girls shows up as the guest host. So I'm like so excited about that. Um, My mother, who is the potter, went through all the stages of grief with this movie. I mean, with this show. Uh, Because first off, when it was just on YouTube slash PBS, when I watched it and talked about it and everybody fucking ignored me, um, I told her I can't 
wait for you to sometime be able to watch the show. It's going to happen sometime. And then they put it on HBO Max, and she couldn't get HBO Max because she had Roku. Now she can finally did. I logged her in. She watched like the first two episodes. She's like, I can't do time to art. Then. And she like freaked out. And then. Wait, and for I, why? Why? What happened? Because she didn't. The way that they were doing the pottery and the time it wasn't bad it was just you can't put a time on challenges you know she got very stressed her aggro about it It stressed her out and um but i do like the history and then you could just see her through go through all the stages of grief and now she can't stop watching it so they they have (laughs) definitely as the show's gone on i will say they've cut down on the history and maybe it's just because like there's not that much. No, there's Although, so much history of this different ceramics. I know. It's funny. I did like the first two seasons better because it was so full of history yeah. and the history of the place. And um, yeah, you can tell now it's turning into more of just a regular competition show. Yeah. But um, they do a really nice job, too, of casting it and finding these lovely people that are very helpful towards each other. I and... like any judge that cries. Yeah, he's so, delightful. I love that he gets I so really touched like him. by some of the art, even like if it's a not fucking good, color or a glaze, yeah. and he's um, he yeah. starts crying. I just and I it doesn't feel like an affectation. He just no. really feels like this is what he yeah. loves, yeah. and when it touches somebody else, that means something to him. And yeah, I don't know who I am, but I apparently love pottery now, and I actually want to learn how to do it or something or try it. I'd be terrible at it, but I'm super interested in it. Yep. Um, Finally, some music. It's been a while since I've done music. Two of my favorite artists released albums within two weeks of each other. Oh, my God. Uh, Liz Fair released Soberish. It is her first album in, I don't know, like it's her first proper album in like 10 years at least. Um, it's fine. I I should, I'm like, I, I had to break it to everybody that cares. I, I was a little disappointed and sad. And so that was a little sad. I like her singles. I'm glad she's there. I don't know. This album just feels a little like sleepy and not my jam. But what is definitely my jam is Slater Kinney's new album, Path of Wellness. They're such a, you know, talk about them a lot. They're such a mainstay in so many kind of, you know, rock uh, music catalogs that I almost didn't even want to like talk about them because everybody knows them. But they had a, uh, they lost their drummer on their last album and there was sort of a slightly ugly kind of breakup. And I think everybody was wondering what the future of the band was. I'm very sad that Janet Weiss, the drummer, is no longer with them. It is definitely missing something, but this album is uh, really just great and full of crazy energy and seems to be, as always, very much on uh, point about the world we are living in. Uh, I wanted to play the title track, Path of Wellness, which uh, seems like it has to have been written during the pandemic, but I'm not sure. It certainly feels like looking for a way out of uh, uh, a pandemic, but sort of in a psychological way as well. Uh, let's take a listen.
That was Slater Kinney, Path of Wellness. Um, lots of fun, new kind of uh, almost like B-52Z, like Gang of Four. Like you could dance to that song. I love it. I totally could. Um, all right. Uh, we covered a lot. Where can they talk to us about all this? You can talk to us on Facebook. Just search for the next podcast and talk to us there. You can send us an email. I have checked our email. Nobody's doing it. It is um, motion to nicks at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, which we're probably the easiest accessibly there. And the DMs are open. And to do that, you do at uh the next podcast wow <laughs> that's at the next podcast i'm at fanny v darling and i'm at justin her tongue and i think my dms are open i'm not even sure i know your dms are open. <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll see you next time have a good time night something <laughs> i don't know we'll see you in three four weeks whenever justin feels like doing this again hoagie <laughs> don't say hoagie <laughs>